Hello fantasy managers, we are back for another game week preview. It's so good to be back with you today, so welcome to uh, you from wherever you are joining us in the world. Also today we do have a special guest, it's FPLTT, so let's get into it. <laughs> So welcome, TT, mate. It's so good to have you on. How are you doing? Mate, I'm all good. Thanks for having me on, Rev. Um, always good to chat and chill with you. So, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, I feel like it's been too long, you know, uh, since the old Spacers days. that They, they were uh, they were crazy. But, uh, yeah, Dinesh, mate, you, you've been on big things recently. You know, I've seen you on a fantasy football scout and, you know, making some appearances um you know so uh yeah tell us a little bit about yourself and your involvement in fpl why why you love the game yeah maybe if you haven't seen me around on twitter um my handle is fplt2 uh big newcastle fan and been playing fpl i think this is called either my 16th or 17th season now so and been very long in the game, but when I started playing, I was also very young. So I wouldn't count a lot of the, the kind of first seasons. So when I joined Twitter, I'd say that's probably when. Yeah, that, that, that's season. when things got serious. Yeah. Got very serious. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's been a tough season, I think, this season. is. Yeah. It was like very fine margins. One or two players are kind of the ones that kind of either make or break your game week. Um, yeah, I think that's what's kind of making the game very interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, then, mate, uh, let's have a look back then at uh, game week nine. Uh, let's have a look at what's just happened and some of the key talking points. So, uh, let's have a look at some of the results that uh, that we had from uh, game week nine, and um, have a think about them. So, obviously, the first thing that stands out for me, you know, I was there. It was pure pain. Was uh, Liverpool two, Everton nil. Um, it was a dead arse penalty. It happened right in front of me, um, and it's one of them where if you slow it down in with VAR, of course it's gonna look bad. You know, Michael Keane has arms out there, but like in real time. Even like the Liverpool fan who I went with and sat next to and just said, "Nah, they can't give that." But then, you know, these are the margins. So yeah, obviously the Egyptian king getting getting two goals there. Um, you know, to my shame, I do have Mo Salah in my squad, <laughs> even though, even though, um, even though he was playing Everton. But um, I've been following your journey, TT, and I, and I know that you are currently no Salah. Um, is that scaring you at the moment? It is indeed. Um, yeah, and I will get into my moves later. But oh, spoiler, oh, okay, yeah, that situation might have changed. So we can yeah, talk about fair that. play. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. You you've seen goal. enough. You've seen enough. <laughs> I have seen enough. Um, I think that second goal was a rank. That was a real killer. That, yeah. that late one. But I mean, this was very typical of Mo Salah. He might not look like he does a lot in a game, and then. He was poor in those kind of moments. Um, That's all he needs. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, definitely. I, think, I thought Everton did pretty well for the first half, and then obviously the red card really kind of changed the dynamic, didn't it? Oh well, don't get me started on the fact that Canate should have been off the pitch as well. Exactly. So these um, kind of things you can't really. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like on another day, you know, that's nil-nil, but my fantasy football team certainly enjoyed it. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of them where we move. Um, the next uh, big thing there, obviously, Newcastle 4, Crystal Palace nil. That must have made you a happy guy. Yeah, like, Palace is always one of those games. I feel like if you, whenever you play Palace, you really got to earn your three points when you play against them. They're such a tricky team to beat, but yeah, yeah, we played really well. That's probably the best 
I think with a lot of in terms of the games this season, that was right up there in terms of performances. I think we were just so dominant from start to finish. Um, another clean sheet. I think that was four in the last five now. So yeah, we're flying yeah. high. Um, it's it's kind of turning around a, a shaky start, but we had tricky fixtures, so I wasn't yeah. super worried. Um, but it's good to see now we're kind of picking up points and kind of getting to the position that we want to be in. So yeah, that was a really good result. Yeah, and as you say, you know, you really do have to, you know, earn your points when you play against Palace, and um, it was a great performance, and the fact that you were able to get four goals against them shows the attack and prowess under Eddie Howe and the increase in that over the past couple of seasons has, has been an absolutely immense journey. So for yourself, you know, you might not have Salah, but... I imagine you've been enjoying some of those K trips, Kieran Trippier points. I mean, oh. another jammy assist, but we take it. It's what it's one of those. It's, it's one you of those. absolutely, you absolutely take it. Um, and so, um, yeah, a, a little bit more on uh, some Newcastle players later, and some some of the assets because the fixtures have been okay recently. But they're starting to look a little bit here and there. So, you know, we, we, we might wonder what we're going to do with some of those assets as well. Um, one of the next things that I kind of want to point out is um, Spurs 2, Fulham 0. This is kind of going under the radar, in my opinion. And a lot of players uh, I see on FPL Twitter seem to be moving away from Spurs, as far as I'm concerned, mate, and I'll, I'll ask you your opinion, but as far as I'm concerned, the top of the league, they're putting up some of the best attacking numbers in the season. They've got a midfielder playing as number nine, and they've got one of the best creative assets in the game. What's going on? Let, let me know your thoughts on that. Mate, I'm right there with you. I'm in no rush to sell any of my Spurs players. Uh, I imagine you're on a similar triple up to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think when you've got players who you know are going to play, I mean, I know they're not playing 90 minutes every week, but they don't have European football, which I think is just a huge advantage already, especially in this kind of situation where we're seeing so many injuries, players that you just know that are going to play week in, week out, one game a week, fully rested. like, And they're playing really well. I think regardless of the opponent, I think our back Spurs to always score a couple of goals every week. So yeah, I'm very sure. comfortable just keeping. Yeah, um, absolutely. On Trippier, um, sorry, Trippier, Son Madison, and uh, yeah, 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 brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on that exact same triple up. I think the only question for me uh, out of that game was, what do we do with uh, a doggy? Um, you know, obviously the pain of having uh, a defender on a clean sheet subbed at 55 minutes. Yeah, oh, you know. Obviously, I think we both had quite good game weeks this week, but you know it could have just been the little cherry on the cake. Yeah, agreed. I mean, well. clearly there was like he was he was struggling with something, so I think Andrew was made yeah. the decision to take him off, knowing that they had another game on the Friday. Um, yeah, being today, so yeah. Did we know? Hopefully, he plays today. Um, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he was rested, just given the yeah. turnaround and Davies is back for so. Once, yeah, yeah, fair enough. And uh, so, uh, shout out to the chat. You know, if you're watching along, uh, don't forget us to leave us a little like and a little uh, follow as well. Shout out to Colm, he was a regular as well. Calvin Bassey thought he was playing for Spurs. <laughs> legends, legends. We love it, Colm. And then the the last uh, thing I want to point out um, in terms of FPL assets here. You know, there's loads we could talk about, but we would just be here forever. But uh, it's the Aston Villa-West Ham game as well. Um, Jarrod Bowen continues to do bits. And um, Ollie Watkins continues to do bits. Um, I'm personally scared of Jarrod Bowen from this week onwards, I guess. Because I don't have him. And I don't really have a viable way of bringing him in either. But, um, yeah, what what are your thoughts on the uh, Villa and West Ham assets so mm. far, mate? I think both. I mean, Villa already had a little bit of a good run, but now they're coming into some really, really good games. The way yeah. I see Villa and a little bit of West Ham, I think they're both just kind of flat-track bully teams that 
against opposition you'd expect them to beat. I kind of always expect the result to go kind of like a 2 0 or 3 1, that kind of way. Uh, yeah. And especially Villa at home. I mean, I think they're averaging at least like three goals a game right now, which is insane. So yeah. I was very desperate to get Watkins in this week. And again, we we'll, we'll can talk about that more later. But I think he's just in that kind of form and playing with the second striker and either Diaby or Bailey has kind of helped him because he's not drifting out wide as much. He's he's playing a lot more central. And I think he's just he just seems a lot more selfish, which is perfect for FPL. You, you want the guy who wants to shoot and score. So, Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, um, so let's move on then to um, our review of um, our points, mate. So, uh, yeah, walk me through your team, some of the um, disappointments, any surprises in there as well? Yeah, so Trippier obviously coming big with another double-digit haul like it's He's just printing points at this point. Pain. Absolute pain. Um, Yeah, I wildcarded in game week six, mate, and took him out. Oh, rough. That's so rough. (laughs) It's possibly the worst FPL decision I I think I've ever made. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ariola wasn't expecting much. Cash was a little bit disappointing because I thought that Bowen goal was so jammy. But it's what Bowen does. He, He pops up in the in these kind of moments with the goal. So, yeah, fair play to him. Adogi, obviously, disappointing with the early sub, but what can you do? Uh, Saka, Fernandez. I mean, I take those. You take those assists. Um, yeah, you really do. Fine. Diaby was really disappointing. I think that one. What's Four happened goals. to him? Like, it, has he think, changed position or something? Like, I don't, think he's, I don't think he's necessarily changed position, but, like, maybe what the stats won't show is that where the situations were kind of, Watkins will be at the byline instead of passing the ball across. He's he always find a way to shoot, and the obvious still picking up really good positions. But I think Bailey is also knocking on the door a little bit. So mm. there's a little bit of worry coming in now with the Um He might be one that goes soon, but I'm happy to keep him for this Luton game. Um, yeah, you really can't sell an asset like that before yeah, Luton, exactly. can you? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but it's one of them. Like, if if I had nothing else to do on my team, I'd definitely like if I had Diaby, I'd definitely consider Matoma because of Brighton's game week ten fixture ten. Their, their fixture swing looks yeah. really good, and also, um, I, I think your team says something a little bit about you as a manager. Are you a little bit more analytics, FC? Not at all. I'm, I'm not very at all. Not Fair enough. No, Fair I'm, enough. I'm not really a stats person, to be honest. I, yeah. I like to just watch games and just kind of come to my own opinions. And yeah, fair play. I think a lot of there's a lot of good FPL managers that post helpful things on Twitter. So yeah, I'll yeah. kind of just look at what comes up on my timeline. But other than that, I'm not really too into the stats. Um, yeah. Well, it's just because Bruno Fernandes is is still there, and he's obviously been ticking over. He's one of those players that people sold around like game week five, game week six, and then has just been ticking over quite nicely, actually. You know, with the the odd assist here and there. So, you know, obviously not getting the kind of returns that you want from like an eight point five million player, but you know, points have been hard to come by this season. To be fair, you know, I think we're all struggling in one way or another. And then uh, obviously Bakayu Saka there as well, doing some uh, doing some nice uh, little bits for you as well. Obviously a player that you're looking forward to owning over the next few weeks as well, mate. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the two best home games you can ask for in the season: Sheffield United, Burnley, and the next three. So yeah, yeah. I'm kind of thinking, how do I get more Arsenal in my team? Is where my mind's going. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think, you know, in an ideal world, that's where I would be. But I think ideally, um, well, <laughs> ideally doesn't exist in FPL, <laughs> yeah, exactly. at least at least not, not for me at the moment. So I'm, I'm having to put out some other fires, but um, definitely for game week 12, I think I've got my eye on two transfers, which I'll, I'll let you know, because um, you might not uh, approve, mate. But I'm I'm a an owner of Share and Botman, and mm, I just okay. and I just think I could just go to Gabriel and Zinchenko. I mean, uh, and, I'll, I'll give it that to be honest with you. I yeah, yeah. Arsenal are coming into a really good spell of games now, and yeah, yeah. Obviously, they're always up there in terms of defensive metrics. So I think. I think yeah, yeah. 
for sure. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about our games in a bit, but I think it's you can view it in, in two different ways. I think some mm. people might say tough games at home could still do well, but also the away games are maybe against easy opposition, but again, those could be stumbling blocks too. So it's kind of how you view the narrative, um, but a very, you know, I think that's good arguments to kind of move off the Newcastle defenders now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, so that's TT, and so here's myself, FPL Rev. Um, mate, I cried when I found out I got goalkeeper points. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Second as well. I don't, I don't know if anyone expected him to be back, but that must have been a really good surprise. Oh, honestly, like, so the, the word on the street was that he was suffering from appendicitis. Right. And, like, I was just like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, the, the, the fact that, like, you know, he was back. Like, I, I was all ready to play uh, Ariola, But yeah. I thought, you know, I'll start flecking just in case. And well, then, there you go. And that's worked you know, out really nicely. If you so, think, yeah. Those six points. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. for sure. Well, speaking of for sure, for, for sure. A uh, little cheeky seven-pointer there. I'd, I know you can hate me later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Coming in there. Nice clean sheet. I do um I do really rate the Newcastle defence. Little bit annoyed that um I kinda got stuck with Botman on my game week six wildcard, but that's what happens when you wildcard early is that you know you are more likely to run into injuries. Uh Adogi and Cash we've already talked about. Neto, cheeky assist again. What's that? Seven in seven now returns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fire, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely uh, enjoying being an owner of him because he's a great enabler. Like, you know, if you, you look at my other six attackers that I've, I've got in the team, you, you think, like, that all of those players, uh, my front seven got returns this week. And so, you know, I, I'd like absolutely having a great time there. But I think it's down to the fact that I've got Neto there being that budget enabler uh, who's ticking over quite nicely. Um, he could possibly be on my bench this week, but it depends on what um Adogi does, I guess. Yeah. But then, uh, you know the uh the most creative uh attacker midfielder uh in the team that's winning the league at the moment, James Madison and um uh, Hyung Min Son as well. They're doing some bits. Um, I've got no plans to get rid of them. I I think I could I can very easily see myself keeping them. Because, you know, I'm a bit like you. I love the numbers and I love the data, but I also like to watch games. Watching Madison and Son is a treat when you own them. I think and the beauty with Spurs, right? Like, yeah. If Spurs score, you just know either of the two are involved yeah. in every Easily. goal. And every that's, time. That's, no, having that comfort is great. So, yeah. Um, yeah. As a Madison Son owner as well, I, I'm very happy. Exactly. Like, you know... Uh, so on my game week six wild card, for example, like when Newcastle scored, how, how many did you score? Um, At the weekend? No, on on um, when you absolutely drummed someone, um, it was seven nil. Oh, Sheffield United, yeah, that was eight nil. Eight nil, yeah, yeah. And um, and I, so I was looking like later, I was going, oh, cool, because I had Callum Wilson. I was yeah. just like one goal. <laughs> one goal what you mean one goal but um yeah so and that's the thing like spurs yeah. are very predictable in terms of their attack and where kind of the attacking yeah, returns yeah. Are. you don't necessarily get that from a lot of other teams um, yeah precisely so, yeah and then um yeah the egyptian king doing egyptian king things um 16 points obviously didn't captain him um i'm 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 still scared of the Nordic meat shield. He burnt me a little bit last season, and also last week I captained Darwin. Oh, don't ask me why. I, I thought I was being a special little flower or something, but I've learnt my lesson. <laughs> and then yeah, Darwin with the assist, but obviously not starting the game again yeah. is an issue. Um, and then Alvarez, who I've still got. Here's my opinion on Alvarez, right, mate. Mm. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I got him for 6.5. I've had him since the beginning of the season. He's a nailed Man City attacker. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Like, yeah. like I, I know that there's like loads of people going. Like, he, he's Alvarez the, is the reason that I'm on a 3-4-3. Three, three. 
and not a three-five-two at the moment because, like, some people are like, oh well, what about Matoma or what about Bowen or what about Saka? And I'm like, but what about Alvarez? <laughs> you know, it's... when 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 you say it out loud, mm. it's one of those that like it just makes sense. Um, have have you had any Alvarez points this season, mate? Or has yeah, mate, I've, yeah, I've been on Alvarez for a while as well. I've gotten on my wild card and game yeah, yeah. He's just—he's an absolute gift. Um, yeah, it's very rare that you get a city attacker as good as he is for the price. Yeah, I know he's gone up over seven million now, but I think he's still an absolute bargain. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, brilliant player, easy hold, and you know he's probably the most creative player now as well. He takes set pieces to its he has got so many routes to points, which is great. So yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. All right, cool. So that's how we did this week. And uh, so before we look at who we're buying and who we're selling, let's have a look at who you are buying and who you are selling, FPL managers. This is the FPL Addicts podcast marketplace where we look at the three most bought players and the three most sold players. And we discuss, are we making the right move or are we as a collective making a mistake so, first question, uh, who are we selling, you know, to quote uh, Resident Evil 4? I don't know if anyone played that game. But um, who are we selling, the first player, collectively, and, and I might be on this <laughs> myself this week, Pervis Stupinan, uh, let's have a look at his underlying data. Expected goals per 90, 0.08. Expected assists per 90, 0.19. Key passes per 90, 1.66. And shots per 90, 1.0 these stats aren't actually that impressive considering the hype tt it's one of those i think when you watch him in the game you think oh my god like this guy <laughs> is just in the box all the time he's he's just an absolute menace i think the way him yeah. and the team are link up i think they've got a really good understanding so i've yeah. still got a stupid man. i think i'm gonna hold him because a lot of people aren't really looking at Brighton and especially a Brighton defender. I know defensively they're not the best, but with a Stupinan, he kind of breaks that mold because his attacking returns and what kind of we've seen already this season, there's definitely scope there for him to do really well. And you've just highlighted there that block of fixtures and mm -hmm. there's really good, I think some really good fixtures in there. I mean, Sheffield United at home stands out to me Forest Burnley at home, like there's some really, really good games there where you think owning a Stupinan, especially his price now, he's back down to five million. He's right up there, I think, with some of the best defenders in the game. So Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I think uh it's one of those where if you don't have any other fires to put to put out, I think you could very reasonably, as TT says, uh justify holding him. Uh for me I'm kind of struggling to field 11 this week. So it's one of them where I've very reluctantly got to get rid of him. But, um, you know, I think that's a future Rev problem, you know. <laughs> um, who knows? Like, you might want to get him back at some point, like that game week 12 fixture, maybe. That could be. Yeah, could do, for that sure. Could, be the one. could do. So uh, shout out to some of the folks in the chat. You know, Reedy, obviously having a day off today, but... Um, got a, a very very capable replacement in tt um calm says if a stupid man was fit he'd be in my team now yeah exactly exactly and and if he was fit i wouldn't have had to take him out <laughs> so people uh, wouldn't even bat an eyelid to put him in the yeah, world Cup exactly if we knew he was fit today so yeah i think that's yeah and then uh miriam uh, a friend of mine in real life says hi guys mike it was great to see you the other day yeah miriam likewise great to see you mate and hope you're doing really well so uh yeah let's have a look at the next player that's being sold on mass this is this is interesting because i'd kind of forgotten about him <laughs> oh, that says a lot doesn't it oh. yeah yeah it really does it really does. It, it's uh, For those listening, it's Marcus Rashford is the second most sold player this week. His underlying data in terms of expected goals per 90 is still all right. You know, 0.4 expected goals per 90. Uh, expected assists per 90, 0.13. Key passes per 90, 1.16. So quite a selfish player. But you kind of want that sometimes in FPL. And then shots per 90, 
3.84. And if we have a look at his uh, fixtures coming up, I think the reason why he's being sold this week is that game week 10, obviously Man United, Man City, it's, it's the Manchester derby. I'm kind of questioning, if you've got Rashford and you're thinking of selling him and you're not on a wild card, I, th I think he's, in my opinion, I think he's a hold. Interesting. Because I, I wouldn't really be able to justify selling him before Fulham, Luton and Everton. I think when you put it that way... That's a great run of fixtures. It's a great run of fixtures. But what I would say is, I think a lot of people who aren't on Saka mm. are looking at the Sheffield United at home game and thinking... It's a tasty fixture. I have to have a piece of that. Yeah. So I think that would probably be the, the kind of move that mm. if you had Rashford, you wouldn't think about twice. Yeah. Um, he's, but, just and... not, he's just not quite on the same form. And I don't know if that's a Man United thing or Hoyland coming into the team has kind of affected it's like his positioning or the way they're playing, but just something's not quite right. And the goal he scored against England, like he scored for England, I think, was a bit more of the old Marcus Rashford that we saw. Yeah, yeah. But right now, United just aren't clicking. Um, so until we kind of see something change, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm very happy to ignore them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Reedy there saying, United are just bad. <laughs> so bad. And I kind of agree, but also, like, United are one of those that, like, Whenever they start scoring points, like they they're just gonna kill your rank, and and so you know it's it's one of those where you could very justifiably hold him, but at the same time I do think it's a good move if you are getting rid of him, especially because there are so many fixture swings this week. So as we've already discussed, Bakayu Saka, Matoma. Bowen this week as well. Um, you know, all different players who you could very, very happily jump to and uh, and be having a great time there. So, yeah, next player. Who have we got next? Um, Sven Botman. Again, another injury-stricken uh, defender, uh, the second on our list. His, um, his underlying data isn't actually that impressive, but, you know, for 4.6 mil, in a, in the Newcastle defence, you know, I'm I'm not exactly uh, getting him for his attack and return potential. It's it's obviously the clean sheets that we want from from Botman and possibly the odd cheeky bonus point or two. You know, expected goals per ninety, zero point zero six. Expected assists per ninety, zero point one seven. Key passes per ninety, four point zero, and then shots per ninety, one point zero. So, you know, not terrible underlying attack and data, but at the same time. He's one of those that could we consider holding TT? Give us the inside scoop. You know, you were telling me that you were going for lunch with Eddie Howe later. So, you know, <laughs> what's what's going on? Yeah, Botman, this, I think Eddie's been very cautious with him. And we've been quite fortunate that Lascelles has stepped up a lot in the last few games. And he feels quite comfortable that he can just continue to play Lascelles and let Botman continue his recovery. I think the last we heard, um, I haven't watched Eddie Howe's press conference in full yet, but yeah. after the international break is probably when we're likely to see him back, so game week 12. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have him, I think it's probably an easy sell. Just with the fixtures, I think it's a bit of a mixed bag, and we, and we touched on it earlier. There's the home games that we've got, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, obviously yeah. we're brilliant at home, but those are tough, like, those are tough games. Yeah, but the yeah. away games, maybe argue, you know, Wolves away, Bournemouth away, Everton. These are these are more favourable fixtures. But yeah, yeah, and going away to these teams, it's you can never, you kind of never know what will happen there. So, I think there's an argument to maybe go come off the Newcastle defenders, um, mm. especially if Botman's out for another couple of weeks. And again, Arsenal, that's, I think that's a pretty easy move. Or to like a Simicast, you know, you've got options there in in similar price brackets. So. As much as I love Botman, I think there's there's definitely scope to to move on there. Yeah, like so, sometimes FPL hangs on the edge of a knife. So for myself, like you had Adogi getting subbed off at um, fifty five minutes, and then those 
of you out there who gambled on Simicast, like, well played, but he did get subbed on 61 minutes or something. And, you know, you managed to pick up those clean sheet points. So, well played. But um, I just want to uh, run a little hypothetical past you, TT, mm. um, uh, as a Newcastle fan. Um, what are the chances then? Because obviously Newcastle are doing quite well at the moment. What are the chances that Sven Botman comes back, but Lascelles continues to impress? And, you know, does Sven Botman have to earn his way back into the team? I don't think he does, to be honest with you. And the reason I say that is because right now, Fabian Scher is kind of having to fill in as the, the left centre-back because Lascelles is just naturally a right-sided centre-back. So yeah. Scher just isn't as effective on the left-hand side. He's he's mm-hmm. kind of having to be more on his left foot and kind of he, he doesn't have the, the, um, mm. the freedom to spray the passes that he does. So bringing Botman back yeah. in and kind of having that left foot, right foot dynamic, and Botman is just an absolute, is an absolute beast. I think he's yeah. the heartbeat of our defence. Um, so I wouldn't even, I don't think Eddie Howe would question as soon as he's, yeah, fair. he's fit. I think he makes that switch. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, a question that I had uh, from a friend of mine saying, "Please ask the Newcastle fan <laughs> <laughs> about." Um, about that so yeah that that's great and and i and i do think you know when um fabian share is is playing on his favored foot it's a wand it's an absolute wand i think he's now slowly being recognized for, for how yeah. good center back is i think he's been outstanding this season I, I think the term in world football is he's a rolls royce yeah uh, fabian share but um i wish it would just translate into just a few more fpl points please He's always he's, he's such a tease, isn't he? Like yeah, he's an absolute tease. He <laughs> he would just beat four players out of nowhere, and then you think, oh, just go on, just have a pot. And yeah, yeah, he, he, just, he might just pass it out wide. So he's he's brilliant on the eye, but yeah, I, I completely get it. I think that's Hon- just honestly, what you think. yeah. As an Everton fan, he share reminds me of um, like John Stones. Mm. When when John Stones used to play for Everton, except he's got the physicality as well, and it's just like, oof, oof, brilliant. So yeah, um, you know, definitely consider selling uh, your Newcastle defenders. Um, but you know, it's not the end of the world if you do have to keep hold of them. Yeah. There. So um, yeah, Colm says he's just keeping Botman. You probably need him for those Christmas fixtures. Uh, coming up and then uh, Gary he says he's had 105 points this week first turn plus congratulations to Gary yeah absolutely uh, amazing uh, haul there for you Uh, Will Shaw he asks the question Foden plus Archer to Watkins plus sub 4.7 mil mid ooh what do you think of that move Hmm. So, I mean, if we just discount Archer and whoever the midfielder he buys, we're basically it's two free transfers to move Foden to Watkins. Yeah. Which I don't know if I, I would. Think, I think. I don't know. Transfers are do. so powerful, aren't they? Yeah. And I get the logic because I mean, like we were talking about, Watkins is in scary, scarily good form right now. Yeah, um, but I think Froden's got a couple of good fixtures, so I wouldn't maybe think twice about that one. If he could maybe get up to a Cole Palmer, yeah, it, that's the thing that's putting me off it is the the sub four point seven mil mid. Like, is there a possibility that you could go to someone who's like actually potentially playing? So, like, for example, uh, what's his name at the moment? Uh, Adringa from Brighton. Looks like a great shout. But again, like, you know, you're just like that point three shy of that. Oh, um, yeah, I'm not sure I would, Will. I think I'm going to say no, but only just on that. And and I think uh, TT is sceptical. I'm sceptical. If it's for two free transfers, maybe. If it's for a hit, though. I would, I probably wouldn't do that move. Oh yeah, definitely not for a hit. 
Definitely not for a hit. And and even for two free transfers, I, I think, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm not into that, mate. Okay, so uh, let's move on to um, our next session. Uh, who are we buying? Who are we buying? So speaking of the, of the devil and he shall appear, it's Ollie Watkins with some uh, amazing eye test performances, but also some fantastic underlying data to back it off. Uh, expected goals per 90, 0.56. Expected assists per 90, 0.28. Key passes per 90, 1.94. Shots per 90 of 3.31. And um, and this is the reason why he's really good uh, as well. It, because they've had some tough fixtures, fixtures and he's been doing amazing. Now the fixtures are really, really good. And we're expecting some big hauls, aren't we, TT? Yeah. I am terrified of not <laughs> Absolutely terrified. He's just on fire this season. And Villa are really clicking. I think they've really stepped up this season. I think Emery is a brilliant manager. Um, mm. So, especially yeah. these home games, like we're talking about Luton, Fulham. Like these are primed, I think, for, for Villa to do really well. He scored again last night as he did. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm um, I'm very scared of not owning Watkins, and I've made sure I've rectified that this week. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and uh, you know, quite rightly as well, is getting the uh, attention of Gareth Southgate as well recently, and um, you know, he, he's definitely deserving all the applause that's coming his way. He's what do you think for... about uh, a Watkins captain this week? Well, that is definitely on the cards. I I. Th- I don't know if I've got the stones to do it though. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm still scared of players. Like I'm, I'm even scared of Holland this week. Do you know what I mean? And and yeah. I'm a Salah yeah. owner, like yeah. who, who play against Forest. Like, I think the, there's like a bunch of different people that you can very reasonably captain. But we'll we'll go into that in in the captain's corner. Yeah. Uh, section, uh, you know, uh, regular listeners. Uh, by the way, don't expect me to sing any songs like Chazza does when when he does the captain's corner. He he presents the captain's corner in song. I I don't know why, man. I just just roll with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So, and look at this. Look at no one likes a show off, calm. I mean, to be fair, well done, calm. <laughs> You can't buy someone that he's had since game week one. Wow. What a call that was from game week one to go with Ollie Watkins. I think there's Feasting. a stat, like, since Emery came in, he's had, like, 31 attacking returns in 33 games. Something ridiculous. Yeah, I think he's, like, either the first or third, I can't remember, highest scoring FPL asset since Emery I mean, that's took insane. over. That, and... That's and I believe it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, so the the next most bought player, again, another player who you're probably terrified of, TT. Look oh, away now. Look away, Look away now. now. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Especially with these numbers, by the way. I, I was waxing lyrical about these the underlying data last week. They're now even better even after a terrible performance against Everton somehow as underlying data has gone up because it's not about what you do it's it's like picking your moments and when you're doing it and picking those moments for him so you know Mohamed Salah the FPL king the Egyptian king expected goals per 90 0.79 <laughs> <Literally>. disgusting <laughs> disgusting <laughs> I mean, that's, that's numbers of like a penalty every week. Basically. Yeah, I know. Right? Basically, Just takes a penalty every week, and and he's on pens. And he's on pens. <laughs> yeah, and so as expected, the assists per ninety, zero point five four. Key passes per ninety, two point two six. Shots per ninety, three point four zero. Oh my days! Like his his underlying data, by the way, TT is better than um, his expected data for previous seasons where he was the top scorer in FPL asset. Yeah. Um, I think that key pass one is actually really interesting and I think that's very reflective of how 
he's adapted his game this season. He's, yeah. he's become a little bit more of a creator. Yeah. But that's also really helped him in terms of bonus. It, you know, historically, if he scored a goal, you wouldn't find him in anywhere near the bonus. But now he's kind of adding bonus the assist to his game, yeah. creating chances. Like, these all things are all rack up for the bonus, bonus point system. So I think now, if he's adding goals to what he's doing with his numbers, he's he's just an absolutely terrifying asset to, own, to not own right yeah, now. for sure. Um, for sure. So, yeah. And uh, Gary there in agreement he says more assists help Salah owners as he just gets more points. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those points, multiple routes to points, whether that's set pieces, penalties, um, goals, assists, you know, you name it, he's got it. And so um, he's also doing quite well on these fixtures as well. So obviously he's just played Everton there and then uh, plays against Forest at home, in which I'm kind of delighted to own him for Luton, Brentford, you know, you know, obviously the Man City game, which he could very reasonably score in, and I think he will score in. Um, yeah. um, you know, Fulham, Sheffield, Palace, United. It's going really well up until game week 17 for this guy. For sure. And so, uh, yeah, next um, one, the, the most bought player. Um, you're already an owner, so finally you get to be a little bit sp- smug. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's about time. <laughs> it's Pakayu Saka with some really impressive underlying data. Expected goals per 90 of 0.57. Expected assists per 90 of 0.27. Key passes per 90 of 2.66. Shots per 90 of 2.28. He's a, a great asset to own. Someone who I maybe regrettably sold in game week six on my wild card, but you know, um, at the same time, I think now's the time to to get back on him. Um, even though I've got other fires to put out myself this week, but I would like to be owning him for this Sheffield United fixture. But you are TT. How are you feeling about that, mate? <laughs> yeah, I think this is kind of the period where you think Arsenal are going to really step it up. In terms of attacking mm. data, I know Arsenal have kind of struggled a little bit this season. They're probably, I think as a team, they're quite middling in terms of XG. Mm-hmm. But these are the kind of games where you you wouldn't be surprised if it was a 4-5-0 quite comfortably, especially that Burnley game. Oh, I think gosh, that one yeah. is that's asking for trouble. Because Burnley don't adapt to their opposition. They have one style of, of football. Yeah. And that's all they know. They're... I don't expect company to be quite pragmatic in those kind of games. So I think no. that's that's asking for trouble for them. And Martinelli and Odegaard, I think they've struggled a little bit this season, but Saka's kind of, his data is quite consistent. Um, I think he's the one that's kind of, um, mm. what's the word? He's, he's He's gone against the grain a little bit in terms of the attack. Like, like we said, Arsenal are struggling a little bit in terms of attacking data, but Saka's numbers are still very good. So Yeah, phenomenal phenomenal and uh, those fixtures are absolutely creamy i'm terrified of not owning him i i don't think i I can't bring myself to sell son Mm. like i I think my only reasonable way to get to him is to sell son and even then i've got like other transfers that i think i want to make before i even make that i'd you know, I'm obviously Saka's going to outscore Son, you know, over the next few weeks now. But I just think Son is just the better asset. I think he's probably the better long-term hold. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. It's a it tough is... one. It's a tough one to sell Son this week, I think. Yeah. Is the question still up in the air as to who's on penalties for Spurs? I mean, they haven't had one this season, so yeah, yeah. I think so, it's up there. But if you own Son or Madison, I think you've got a good chance that either of them will take it. Yeah, uh, I think because of the ethos though in that Spurs team, it wouldn't surprise me if Son picked up the ball and gave it to Richarlison mm. for his confidence. You know, like a proper captain's move. Yeah, and that would hurt. But at least then we'd know. That it's like it was either Son or Richarlison, and, yeah. and we could go there potentially. Hey, if Richarlison starts firing, I I love Richarlison as a player. Obviously, you know a former blue. Well, I mean, Son and, would be taking a leaf out of Saka's but if he just hands out penalties left, right, and centre. Yeah, it? yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, hopefully, he doesn't do go. that anymore. But um, yeah, 
Yeah, but that's it from the FPL Addicts Marketplace, so I'll, I'll bring it to you, TT. What are your moves this week, then? What are you going to do with your team? Mm, and uh, you, know, you might might want to get it up on your phone as well, because obviously your bench has been cropped off. That's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll see. So, obviously, Adogi is the, the one this week where potentially he might not start. And I've got Estupinan and Bell, who are injured as my defenders. So I've got a little yeah. bit of a defensive crisis. Yeah. Have you got but one free transfer or two? I had two free transfers going in, and mm. I have already made my moves. Okay, cool. And what moves so have you made, mate? I'm potentially looking at minus four. So as I said earlier, Watkins for me was the one I really wanted this week, even more yeah. than Salah, I think, just because, especially at home, I, I really back Villa to do well in those games. And I kind of looked at it like, I really want to keep Alvarez. Um, I don't yeah. really want to let him go. So mm-hmm. I've actually sold Haaland to Watkins <gasps> and I've done Bruno to Salah. So I'm really No way. But yeah, Haaland's gone. Um, I saw it as a time where I'm not, I don't think I would captain Haaland outside of game week 11, maybe in the next four or five game weeks. Let me have a I'm look at these fixtures. No, I mean, yeah, I'm, I kind of saw it as an opportunity to maybe go I'm just not going to own Holland until they're back after the blank in 18. So that's where I'm kind of sat. Whether that plan follows through all that way, I highly doubt it because I'm sure there'll be a point in time where Holland goes absolutely crazy and we'll all be terrified of not owning him. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. So yeah, so I, I'm, I'm looking at the fixtures here and I think can you outscore well, I mean, th- this is the theory that we're going to test, obviously, yeah. is, is is can you, you know, outscore the Holland owners with the rest of your team? You know, it's, I, I don't think, like, obviously you're a smart guy and we've spoken a lot before and I, I don't think, you know, it's as simple as, you know, is, is Holland going to get some good scores? Like, of course yeah. he is, but it's about what you're going to do with the rest of your team, so... Exactly. And yeah. that for me is part of the reason why I decided to sell Haaland over Alvarez because it allows me to keep Saka, it allows me to keep Son, it allows me to keep Madison and Trippier as well. And these yeah, players wow. have done so well for me. So when I, when I put it that way, I said, okay, I'm expecting Holland to do well, but what I'm able to keep as a result and the players that I'm bringing in, I think could very easily match or outscore. Holland over this kind of next run so it was very much a, a structural decision and yeah I think people are having on wildcard are definitely having to look at enablers um like Gordon Cole Palmer Adingra like these kind of players to kind of keep both Salah and, and Harland so hashtag team Neto hashtag team Neto as well exactly yeah, so yeah. Yeah, in my eyes, I'm I'm kind of very happy. I'm still able to keep these other players. And Alvarez... I'm, I'm gutted. I've got Neto, but I still don't have Trippier. What, what, a, wa- what, what a waste, man. <laughs> like... yeah. So, to be honest with you, I think I'm just going to keep Trippier now. I think he's, even in these tough games, you know, I, back up, I always back us at home. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to stick it out. Um, and oh, honestly, if... mate... If there were any viable FPL assets for Everton, I'd be owning them. But <laughs> you know, the thing is, like, we're crap on the pitch. We're crap off it as well. We're apparently getting a twelve-point deduction. Oh my for god! Yeah, financial well, fair play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. like we're, we're we're just doomed if that happens. Times. You know, absolutely yeah. doomed. There's no way we don't get relegated if that happens. Yeah, probably so. Right. So, but yeah, yeah, so I've made those moves and then potentially a minus four if it, if we get some um, some news about Adogi and then I'll probably move to Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds... Oh, so you're thinking about Adogi to Gabriel for a, for a minus four? Mm-hmm, yeah. Interesting. Okay, because that's something that's on my mind. So let's have a look at my team here. So um, what, what, what we can't see is the fact that I've got Botman and that I've got a Stupinan as well. And so, you know, if a dogie doesn't play, I don't have, like, you know, uh, like Neto, who will be on my bench, won't come in. Um, 
for that because you know you have to play three defenders. You can't play uh, a two-five-three. Unfortunately, you know I'm not Pep Guardiola. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, that's that's uh, something that I can't do. And so um, the moves for me this week have been Darwin to Watkins, and then um, I've gone a Stupinan to Pau Torres. So, you know, at the moment I'm playing a four-three-three, which is um, you know Ariola in goal, Share, uh, Adogi, Cash, and Pau, and then Madison, Son, Salah, and then Alvarez, Holland, Watkins. I've got Neto first on my bench, which is possibly the only thing stopping me from taking the minus four to go from Adogi to Gabriel. And at the same time, I think, you know, if I can just get through this week, I think Adogi's going to be back for yeah. the fixtures afterwards. So yeah. maybe maybe I can justify holding. I think in your situation, you've got some bench cover as well. So yeah. I'd be very inclined to just keep him. I think he's one of those players, when they've got good fixtures, you're very happy to play. If they've got tricky fixtures, you can easily bench him. He's just a very good squad player. Um, so mm. in your position, I think that's a very, it's a very comfortable hold. The only reason I'm doing it is because I, I would generally not have three playing defenders. So yeah. I would have to make that move for a hit. And yeah. I want to keep the Stupinan hoping that he'll be back next week or the week after. So yeah, fair play. Um, yeah. There are those little, uh, little, um, warning symbols over all of our defenders, uh, at the moment. So, yeah, uh, let's have a look at some other people's transfer questions. Says, uh, Big Man Aaron, uh, how are you doing, Big Man? He says, uh, do I keep Alvarez and Haaland in so I can get Salah next week or just get Watkins or just get Watkins in now? Mm. Do, I, do I keep Alvarez and Haaland in so I can get Salah next week or do I just get Watkins now? Oh, so he, I think he's doing a similar move to you in that he's I think that's what, maybe he doesn't have get... the two transfers this week to do it. So he's thinking maybe I roll and just do it next week. Yeah, or so po- get Watkins for one of them. Yeah, now? so possibly on one free transfer, mm. doing Haaland to Watkins, and then next week doing... Um, the Salah move. The Salah move. Yeah. I think if you're not captaining... It depends on who you're going to captain this week, mate. You know, if you've got a really good cap captain option, you know, I think doing Haaland to Watkins is a very viable move. It's something I hadn't, like, considered myself. It's, it's obviously something that um, TT himself has done, and so we'll probably advocate for that. Um, but is TT is doing that, though, on the proviso that he has a great captaincy option this week in Mo Salah. And so, yeah, I would say, you know, if you do have another really spicy captaincy option, maybe you want to captain Watkins. Like, that's a good idea. It's a good I idea. I can definitely get behind that. Bring yeah. him in, captain him. I wouldn't be shocked if he. If yeah, why him. not? Why yeah, not? and there he goes. He said, I want to captain Watkins. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mate. I mean, it's brave. Don't get me wrong, because Man City could do Man City things, and Man United could do Man United things. And it could all happen at the same time, and it could be a perfect storm. That's what I'm hoping for, by the way, as as you know, the owner of two Man City attackers. That's what I think is going to happen, anyway. You know, there's there's all kinds of instability going on at Man United at the moment. Even David de Gea is set for a return. You know, and like, and you know, everyone in the um, in the camp is probably thinking, oh, well, this is a step backwards, but, you know, what else do we do? And they're kind of resigning themselves, like, mentally as well as physically to to, to bad decisions. And, uh, you know, big man Aaron, and to be fair, you know, bias does play a big part in FPL. He is a United fan, so potentially there is a little bias. You've got to play a little bit of FPL with your heart as well, so... I can't do that, though, but I'm an Everton fan, so... You know, I I have to be completely robotic about it. And uh, oh, and Colm, he says, come and join the Watkins captain. Wow, look at game that! Day design force this week, isn't it? Yeah. So so yeah, my moves: a stupid answer, Pau Torres. You know, playing Luton, quite quite a tasty thing. Obviously, a cheap option. 
didn't fancy Simicast. You know, I'm not sure about this. I was going to say, was there, what was the logic for, for Torres over maybe an Arsenal defender or a, or a Simicast? Um, I had exact money to go from oh. Darwin to oh. um, to to Watkins and then yeah. uh, Stupinan to um, Pau Torres. So, cool. you know, uh, so Pau Torres, obviously... A, to a move, yeah. but I think that's a good move for the next few, especially. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know, that, that'll tide me over just nicely. Yeah. But, yeah... Um, but the question is, who am I going to captain? Uh, so, yeah, the captain's corner. Obviously, no Chazza here to do the captain's corner with us. But there are several options this week. Um, uh, highlighted here, there's just a few. Uh, TT, who are you going to captain and why, mate? Yeah, so I think I had a little think about it. Because like we discussed earlier, there's actually quite a few good options this week. Um, but now I have Mo Salah. I am not going to pass up the opportunity to captain this week, especially at home. Five goals yesterday. You know, he came on for what, like 10 minutes and bagged the goal straight away. So, yeah, brilliant. For me, I think Salah is yeah. very clear in my mind ahead of some of the other options. It's interesting because you don't have Bakayo Saka there, but I think he's he's very high. I that, yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Uh, Sorry, actually, he's just out of sight, out of mind for me. You know, I'm, I'm, too, I'm, I'm too scared of him. <laughs> but I would be very. I would argue I'd put Watkins and Saka ahead of Haaland as a as a better captain option this week. Um, but yeah, Salah for me. What What about you? Where's your head at? At the moment, the armband is on Salah. But the vice captaincy. Like why do I think there's a butt coming? Yeah, the vice captaincy is on Watkins mm. at the moment. But I think I need to play this one with my head. I think a big weakness that I have in FPL is that, you know, I try and be a little special flower sometimes. <laughs> and, and I just like, you know, oh, look at me, or oh, I'm captaining Ivan Tony, And, like, you know, it worked, like, once, like, two seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. Like... And ever since then, I've been, like, chasing that dream. <laughs> but I need to just, you know, let it go. And and I think, you know, Son is definitely a captaincy shout this week. Uh, you know, Crystal Palace, let's not forget that they did just ship forth to Newcastle as well. Um, you know, they've had, they have had a couple of clean sheets this week, but, you know, it's nothing to write home about in terms of, yeah. you know, defensively, but... Um, so Son could be an option. Um, Trippier there, I've put as an option. You know, one of the highest scoring assets. Uh, definitely a, an informed player right now, and um, is is obviously going to Wolves away. You know, um, and Newcastle, I think, I think are good enough to keep Wolves out. And um, you know, if Trippier gets a, a cheeky assist or two, you know, the bonus points are going to be coming his way. You, you could see a, another haul there, but. Um, but yeah, so there we go. Um, I'm definitely going to be on Salah this week. I think I'll just say it now. I'll just nail me colours to the mast. Yeah. And, um, I'm and fully get... expecting, though, Watkins will be over 100%. EO. Really? Wow. I really think so. I think a lot of people are going to look at that and think this is a good chance to go for maybe a more differential captain. So I wouldn't be shocked. I think owning Watkins won't be enough this week. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, Coleman's making a really good point, and this will probably be our fi final point before we wrap up, um, is that uh, Saka should be worth an outside mention. In my opinion, like, if you captain a player, you want that whole potential. Like, so, like, multiple returns in terms of, like, clean sheet and an attack and return or with the bonus point or whatever. I think with Saka, you know, he just, like... For me, just gets either a goal or an assist or whatever. Like, it just doesn't get like the big hauls that you want from a captain. I guess I don't know how you feel about that. Obviously, he's going to bag a hat trick now. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've said that, but no, I'm I'm very much in similar thinking to you. I think Saka never screams of fifteen pointer every week. Yeah, he's yeah. a player that ticks over really nicely, and that's why I've always been kind of hesitant in terms to captaining. But this kind of game does scream goals yeah so really if does. he did come away with two goals or a goal and an assist i don't think yeah. anyone would be surprised so maybe this could be the exception um but in the general kind of course i would agree i think saka's 
he he doesn't necessarily have that whole potential, but the fixture does scream. He could yeah. Really so yeah. And so uh, last comment here, he says the RB could be a shout. Yeah. You'd be a braver man than me, but yeah. um, I wouldn't recommend that personally. Ooh, ooh, that, that that's spicy though. It is spicy. It's spicy. But yeah, I'd definitely captain any of the people there that you can see on your screen yeah. for them. Watkins, Trippier, Haaland, uh, Salah, Son. Uh, going for, me and TT both on uh, the Liverpool FPL King uh, this week. But yeah, other than that, uh, TT, I uh, just want to thank you for your time as well. Thank you for coming on, mate. It's been an mate, absolute pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, get you in uh, again at some point uh, in the future. Uh, wish you all the best of luck for this game week, uh, you know, especially with your captain decision there as well. Um, that's going to be uh, something that we both share in. Uh, but other than that, fantasy managers as well, thank you for tuning in. You know, if you're listening on the podcast uh, on the uh, EPL Sports app, uh, do not forget to give us a little review. If you're watching along on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe and that like button. Uh, but until then, all the best fantasy managers. And we will catch you next time. See you later. And see you later, TT. See you later, Rob. Thanks very much.